Welcome to the podcast. This is Spiritually Curious, and I am your host, Khalik. The conversation today is on the nature and function of ultimate truth. What is ultimate truth and how does it work? What is it? What is its purpose in our lives, um, secular lives and our spiritual lives? How does it inform religion? Which religion actually has ultimate truth? How can we define and recognize ultimate truth amongst the different religions? You know, is ultimate truth a philosophical idea, a metaphysical concept, a uh, some religious dogma or just a nickname for God? You know, none of these things can adequately describe ultimate truth because it is not confined to a theological system. It doesn't rest on a metaphysical concept, nor does it belong to religious doctrine. When we limit ultimate truth to the divine revelation that informs religion, our understanding of it is incomplete and our appreciation for it is lacking. Ultimate truth does inform religion, giving it validity, purpose and jurisdiction over what we believe as religious people. But ultimate truth also assigns truth to everything that exists, gifting all things with a unique identity and purpose. Things are not true by coincidence or according to faith. Things are true because they have been assigned a true identity, a true purpose, a true nature from the source of all truth, ultimate truth. Therefore, something is only true when it behaves in a manner that corresponds with its identity and purpose. For instance, the sun, the moon, the stars, the oceans are all true because they behave in a manner that supports what they are. Everything that exists is established and maintained according to its truth. Think about the breaths that you're taking right now. Without a set of assigned truths, it would not exist So therefore, common to all things is ultimate truth, informing things of their identity and roles in God's ultimate agenda. So we see that ultimate truth is an intelligent life force, the foundation of all existence, the balance of the universe, the essence of everything. Ultimate truth is God. So to better comprehend ultimate truth, we must first stop defining it as an object, something in the possession of one religion and withheld from another because God is not a possession to be owned. In identifying God as the ultimate truth, the source from which all identities materialize, can there be anything that exists that is untrue? The truth of a thing is that which agrees with its nature, with its identity, with its purpose. And because of that, we come to expect that particular thing to operate in a manner that is true to those qualities. So an untruth is when something acts according to the identity of a truth that is not its own. You see what I'm saying? So The truth is not absent. Nothing can act outside of truth. Things can only act within different forms of truth. So things go from one form of truth to another. 
There is no space in God's creation for the absence of truth because that would suggest the absence of God since God is ultimate truth. Let me give you an example. The sun is true because it operates according to the characteristics given to it by ultimate truth. And this is how we distinguish the sun from the moon, because they each have unique, identifiable functions and purposes. Although some of the qualities of the sun are opposite of those of the moon, it doesn't make one or the other untrue because the sun and the moon each have different natures, identities and purposes. Therefore, we readily accept them both as true as long as they continue to be faithful to that set of characteristics that identify them. I hope you're following me with this. And the same is true for religion. What you accept as ultimate truth may be different from what another accepts as the truth, but the truth is still present in both when that truth exposes the purpose, nature, and identity of God. So ultimate truth is present in in all religions, but only when that truth that is claimed exposes the nature and identity of God. A religion is built and maintained on claims of exclusivity, having access to the ultimate truth. That truth is is expressed through its religious beliefs, practices and teachings, which claim to have the ability to unite the human mind, body and spirit with God. But how many ways are there to unite the human mind, body and spirit with God? Can one religion using its unique philosophy express itself in ultimate truth? Can ultimate truth be limited to one or two or 100 or one million, two million different forms, different religions? Something that is truly ultimate has no limitations, no boundaries, no attributes of weakness, no places where it can enter, no area that it doesn't influence and no person that it can't reach. There is only one truth that exists, but That truth is ultimate. It's vast. It's luminous. It has presence in everything and everywhere. If you reject one expression of truth because it doesn't look like a form you're accustomed to, then you're rejecting an invitation to a deeper connection to truth, to God, to self and to enlightenment. Do you reject a car as being a vehicle just because it doesn't look and sound uh, like your car? No, what you do is you look for the characteristics of what a car is in order to identify it as a car. Does it have four wheels, uh, a steering wheel, uh, a place to sit and drive, an engine of some sort, etc.? So when in when we are in interreligious spaces, look for those characteristics of God shared in the teachings without being so stuck on the form that it comes in. The mistake we make is in believing that ultimate truth belongs to one particular religion and not another. We are in error when we believe that ultimate truth is something that can be owned by a particular faith. 
measured according to the weight of our scriptures and distributed to believers and the rest of the world. This is understanding ultimate truth as a product, a commodity, a spiritual currency, uh, a divine bragging right of one faith over the other, a holy badge of honor. There is a sense of ultimate truth becoming a thing that we give merit to as we accept it. It's optional. It's it's limited. It's con- conditional. But none of these are the characteristics of truth and therefore an untruth. This isn't ultimate truth. It's something else. Ultimate truth is not conditional. It's, it's not optional or is it nor is it measurable. It encompasses all things known and unknown. It can't be held. It, it must be lived. It must be expressed. It must be experienced and discovered. It is one force unlike any other that expresses itself in various forms through nature, science, humanity and religion, just to name a few. Ultimate truth is one, yet it has many forms and all are true. The ultimate truth of an apple pie is the distinctive taste and smell of apple pie. This truth doesn't make the taste and smell of peach cobbler or pumpkin pie an untruth. Because ultimate truth exists individually and uniquely in everything. It exists in me and it exists in you as the legitimacy of who and what we are. And ultimate truth can be found in various religions as well. It's not exclusive to just one. God as the ultimate is experienced in many ways. Healer, friend, provider, leader, guide, spiritual advisor, mother, father. If God had only one agency in which to be expressed, how ultimate would that be? The same is true for ultimate truth. How can it be fully experienced or expressed in in one religion or only through religion? Let's remember ultimate truth is is not limited to religion. It can be experienced in, in a conversation, in a dream, a tragedy, a triumph or even even a death. To experience ultimate truth, the seeker must search in various places and understand the search, no matter how thorough, will never be exhaustive. Some spiritually curious folks may peek over the fence to see what other people of um, other faiths are up to, welcoming interreligious conversations, but they don't really listen. They're not genuinely interested as they are already convinced that the ultimate truth lies with with them and their religion and not the others. But when we open ourselves up to a God that is bigger than our ideas, tell us more magnificent than our scriptures inform us and more universal than what our religion allows. We enter into a a space that Dr. Robert Nash of Mercer University calls becoming familiar with the unfamiliar. No matter how much we claim to know God, there will always be unfamiliar places to discover. Deeper dives that the knowledge of God will take you. As ultimate, God is a mysterious God located in more than one space, uh, more than one time in history, has a sacred space amongst more than one people and has spent time in shared revelations with all peoples. 
Let's not judge our faithful brothers and sisters of other religions as spiritually empty or theologically confused. Open yourself up to the vastness of ultimate truth. Meticulously seeking those things that agree with the character, identity and nature of God and your quest to discover more of God. Let's allow ourselves to experience what is ultimate in a fashion that is more extensive than one religious foundation. When ultimate truth is understood as a religious possession, it becomes a tool to justify religious hierarchy and the segregation of peoples in religious spaces. Ultimate truth is in every form of religion and activity that supports and agrees with the identity, nature, and characteristics of God. When ultimate truth is based on how God operates in a manner that supports who God is, more truth of God can be found in unfamiliar places. So in which religion can the golden, most sought after ultimate truth be found? The answer lies in the Shandoga Upanishad. As by knowing one piece of gold, dear one, we come to know all things made out of gold, that they differ only in name and form. Shandoga Upanishad 615.